We always head back. <laughs> Good evening. On behalf of First Amendment Sports, I am Ken Marangolo. He is Tim Strachan. And it is an awesome Tuesday because we're one more week closer to football starting. I know we got a couple more weeks before NFL and Redskins and all that. This is, in my opinion, really the opening weekend of college football. Let's talk some football, guys. It's Tuesday night. It's like the opening uh, at Daytona. The, the green lights are starting to click off. Kevin Ricca? I mean... High school started this past weekend. Yes. You know we're heavily invested in that. I'd like to shout out I my didn't really want to go there. My number, the number five team in the nation started off my football passion this weekend. Yep. College starts, uh, like you said, this Labor Day weekend. And then the burgundy and gold. It's coming, boys. We're a week and a half out. I might as well throw a shout out to DeMatha, even though they got embarrassed. It's pronounced DeMatha Catholic. DeMatha Catholic. On or one DeMatha. On national television, St. Thomas Aquinas absolutely destroyed them, 38 nothing. I'm not down, though. Aquinas is an extremely good team. Sure. Uh, in, in some respects, maybe even top five team as well, uh, depending on where you look. But um, they'll come Whatever back. Whatever it is. They'll come back. We play some, Football's we play some a long serious season, ball man. around here, and I that's still, a fact. My in boys, this area, I think Mr. I can still Mustangs. Walk, walk tall, figuratively. Mustangs took a, 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 a one down to the wire, right? Uh, on, on Was it Saturday night? Oh, they can't see it. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, you're hearing some feedback. Yeah, a little buzz. That's fine. It's not this. What was what was the uh, final score, of McNamara, Kevin? Thirteen twelve. Yeah. Ooh. It was a tough one. Um, and That's you're a right. Kicking a groin, man. We are. Brian Stabby is right. We are. Uh, we got college. We were talking about some college football. College football going live. Our tweet going live. If I got. Guys, I got your Twitter handle right this listen, week. Listen, Brian Stabby Thank is you. going to be watching our, our the Facebook comments. Uh, I can't. I just can't handle it, guys. I can't handle it. He's filtering it for me. Um, if you have a good question or good comment, we're going to bring you in. Uh, we're going to shout you out. Kevin's got him on Join as well. Join the show. Um, and bring your green we're here for this. On the Audible tonight, uh, the official Redskins podcast of Hawks Haven. Um, of course, thank you so much. Uh, we are going to move us from you know the, the dress rehearsal, which uh, which is which is in our rearview mirror, um, and the nothingness that is the fourth preseason game. It's not nothing, not to the guys that play, not to the guys that play, but it, it, but to your point, T. The this, big bag of poo. The week one is now firmly oh, really? in our sights. No one's playing in week four of preseason. The next game, meaningful game with our, our guys on the field, will be week one. Um, Why don't you get your 260 ass out there, then? <laughs> 260? He hey, said... If you want to try and pass protect me with your 280 ass coming off the I edge, think it's we can do that. We really can do that in the backyard. Right. <laughs> gloves are off. The if, gloves if are you're off. watching, I know TV puts on a lot of pounds, but if you really think I'm 280, please weigh in. I don't think I am. Please weigh in. Uh, like and subscribe. You know Listen, okay. Hey, we're chunky but funky down here in the basement. Uh, you know what? I'm and it's, uh, we've I'm all chunky, lost a little I'm weight during camp. Funky. We've all lost a little camp weight, you know? It has yeah, been very hot. It has been very hot today. I did today. go to the Grange Fair and eat a lot of fried food this past yeah. week. Yeah, well, then 291 is where I'm, where I'm at right now, just for the record. Uh, so what, what everyone, I think, is, at least in my opinion, the, um, the average uh, NFL football fan is deep in fantasy draft research. This is not a fantasy football show, uh, but I thought we would at least, you know, uh, couch – the discussion of the team right now in fantasy terms. Uh, first of all, I'm a fantasy geek, so I am representing that on this show. These guys are not. Says he's retired. Um, literally wants to run out of the room when you start talking about it. So I'm, we're going to go is, a different. This is not my segment. So we're not going to go nerdy uh, on numbers, but listen, we the Redskins have had terrible representation in fantasy football in a lot of years yep. that we've all been fantasy or that we've all been football fans, Redskins fans. Um, this is not one of those years. So I'll, I'll ask the, que the first question at the top for anyone who wants to pipe in, um, Brian and Kevin. Um, which Redskin player will end the season as the best Redskin fantasy player? So I want to kind of direct all our, our, our conversation about that to that end. Um, I, I think Darius Geis obviously had a chance to be that guy, and, that, and that's, that's a shame. A lot, of, a lot of people already drafted him before that injury happened too, which is even more of a shame. But that's again, just stupid having to draft that far oh out. Oh God, I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know what? That's a great fantasy observation. 
Kevin, fantasy football. You want your draft yeah. as late as possible. The you should always do it as possible. late as possible. Yeah. There was a guy in my lake who did draft guys, and it was on Sunday. Yeah. He was just like, I'm keeping this guy forever. A lot, a lot of people drafted him, so, but that does not end the Redskins' uh, list of solid candidates to turn in what would be a fun season to, uh, to see if you were a fantasy football fan or not. Um, I think Alex Smith... So Vegas, uh, before the preseason started, I think Vegas actually had Alex somewhere between 4,000 and 4,100 yards um, I, with somewhere between 20 and 25 touchdowns um, and I think, you know, maybe a dozen interceptions. That's an awesome fantasy season. He never has a dozen picks. No, he doesn't. Yeah. But uh, they, they, I think that the, what I read into I that was... I think that could be a low yardage. I think it could be a low yardage, too. It's, in his career, he Meaning there's only upside if you're... He hasn't done for much more a, ever before. Drafting a fantasy team, I, I think uh, if you look at that, you ought to think, you know what, I think he's going to outperform that. Well, so from a fantasy perspective, Alex Smith is not being drafted in the top 10 you know, guys in the league. So he's great value yep. for if you're, if you're making a draft and you want to wait and draft your quarterback. Oh, you know, well, okay, uh, then where's Kirk the going? Kirk? Yeah. Kirk's top 10. Uh, top 12. He's top third. I would say he's top third. He will, he will start on a 12-team league. Yes. So I can feel loose in saying if Kirk Cousins can do that under Jay Gruden, and that's what this year's projection is based upon, I think a veteran like Alex Smith is going to outperform that. I do, too. I think he's a huge value. I'm making the argument for him as the answer to my question because I do I'm think down with that. he's pro- he, because I think he can produce. And, and, again, we talk about Alex Smith and Jay Gruden meeting up at the exact right time. Um, I think – Sorry. <laughs> I, I think he has a chance to be 4,500 yards. the fantasy part of it. Do you believe in that philosophy? Sure. You know, <laughs> I do. You're not going to draft him late in a zero running back. Just that Alex no, Smith can, per, can can yes. essentially do what All Kirk Cousins did produce. and yes. better yes. than what Kirk he's, Cousins He's a better fit for Jay Gruden's offense. Yes. So yeah. I absolutely feel that way. And I'm just going to put my two cents in. In a tight end league, the best value off this roster comes from the health of Jordan Reed. That yeah, guy he would scores be a like a wide dominant, receiver. Dominant, dominant fantasy football player if healthy. He should if be healthy. the number one. If yeah, right. the number one, that's that non-quarterback. Well, you have to healthy. put it in there with him, but you know what? Look, this is fantasy football. It's it's not. There's no there's no uh, medical clearances here. Nope. You're, you're you're basing stuff on however many whiskeys you've had that evening or what round you've decided to be a jack button. And uh, on the opposite, so that what I think is so cool. Uh, listen, the Redskins have played fantasy football in for in real life way too often for our, our taste. The pick of the pickup of Adrian Peterson is awesome because he's a huge name. Um, and his average draft position right now in most leagues is somewhere around the, you know, between the 35th and 40th running back. Um, and it, it, I think that's starting to go up right now, but you're start you're seeing his ADP rise, but it's still not rising out of the fourth, or th- third or fourth round. Um, and if he it's a sleeper and, and so I, does he take the, the ball in first down against Arizona? Right, let me find my pocket protector. Yes, he takes the ball. That's what I'm talking first about. Down that's what you should care about. You want so to draft a starter. starter. Yes. I think he's I, a starter too. I, 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 I can't imagine a different scenario. He was awesome. We should talk about that. We, haven't, we haven't been here since he that's, went off. That was unreal. And I, I think that for, um, listen, for him to be, if he's a success, we've t- we, 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 we had a huge discussion about the, the various uh, um, career numbers that he could surpass in a, in a Redskins jersey, one of which being Tony Dorsett, if he has a 1,000-yard season. But he is. last week I tried to make the argument not to get too excited and that he, we have no real starter, but he performed and is showing himself um, to be the starter. And if he takes the ball on first down and you draft him on your team, again, you know, from a fantasy perspective, all of a sudden you got the, the starting running back in Jay Gruden's offense, and guess what? The starting running back in Jay Gruden's offense is very um, productive. The, one, the first and second down back, which is what he's going to be, yeah. and yeah. Brian Stabby is correct. He was awesome, and uh, it's the worst kept secret in town that he's not going to be the starting running back on fourth down. When was the last time we saw someone pop it outside, cut it back, and get 15 yards on a fourth and one play? With a fullback. forever. And listen, he, he's great awesome. with a fullback. He also doesn't need a fullback. He doesn't need a fullback, but and, that was a fullback and, on that play. Yeah, yes, it was, but he's very comfortable with a fullback, which gives a... A couple guys a bit of a different chance that might not have been guys that would have made the team I know. without the uh, uh, addition of Adrian Peterson. But, I mean, listen, uh, I'm sorry. He, he said the other day AP would be fine. His, uh, 
I'm an AD, AD guy. AD, uh, AD. He, he did yeah. say that. But he his, said AD hey, is good. I've been correcting people. His, his charitable foundation is a, the AD, blah, 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 blah. Yep. So that's what he named it after himself. So I'm going with AD. But he did come out and say he doesn't matter. He doesn't mind. But what matters is, is that I'm trying to kind of bury my intensity, my yeah. intense excitement You're doing a great for job. the possibilities of AD and what yeah. he could bring and the storyline that he could bring to this team this season. It's intriguing. It is yeah. very intriguing, and I'm trying to just, I just calm it, I know calm what we it, were saying it, two weeks ago when he was signed, and it was, listen, this isn't the AP, AP or AD of 20, what was it? 12. 12. 20, 2013, right? Or is that when he, 2012. Of, of, of past. Of past. Yeah. And I still think I, you, you got to go in with that idea that he's not going to be that guy. Hopefully he's the comeback well, player. He showed some... Uh, Hopefully he he's, showed, you know, he's the great story that we want him to be because that would mean that the Redskins have a chance at the he, he looked awesome. He prepared himself for this moment. He did not know where it would be, when it would be, if it would be, but he certainly came in ready to rock and roll. He wasn't sitting around on his hands. Two 33-year-olds uh, yeah. in the backfield um, on a week one is interesting. Um, just if any, in case anyone's watching, uh, in the in the top of the ninth, please expect Bryce Harper, Anthony Rendon, and Juan Soto to bring this game back for the Washington Nationals. We'll we'll keep it on the Redskins, but that's about to happen, and I don't want you all to miss that because it's about to happen. It's gonna be great. Hey, hey, AD and Alex Smith, and don't forget VD at tight end. We got some we got some old school cats. I like to say they're wise, wise, very uh, seasoned. How many running backs are we keeping, Tim? I've consistently said four. I agree. Which, which who's the odd man out, or really men in that case? There's two. Uh, there's two obvious ones. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, that's hard. That's hard. I mean, that's a good problem to have, but I don't think you keep five because I don't think there are enough special team contributors, even on the back end of it, uh, where you could have better special team contributors than a uh, you know maybe, maybe a Bibbs or a P Ryan or something like that. I, I just think you have. So you're chopping Bibbs and Marshall. Uh, out of One of the two, maybe. No, so but so, Kelly Pirine. <laughs> Listen here, Kelly Pirine, Peterson, and Chris, Chris Thompson. Thompson. Yeah, so yeah. that that means Bibbs and Marshall. I, and I don't think those guys stay on a practice squad. I Marshall's going to be on the pup list, so let's let's put okay. him on the pup list. That, Fair that, enough. That, I think that's going to happen. That it's gonna, it's too hard for this conversation to not because. I think that's where sure. he's that's where I, he's heading. Bibbs will play somewhere if he doesn't play here. We had well, some good people who uh, were. I, I'm just going to say this real quick. I want the running back conversation. Yep. I, I want to answer the question because I do believe, and I don't know if T's going to like it. I think it's it's time for Rob Kelly. I think he's the guy. I think he's the odd man he out. Gets cut. And for this reason, yes. or traded. Uh, P for, Ryan for a conditional seventh. P Ryan, fair enough. But P Ryan looked like he was uh, improved. He had a little bit more quickness, a little more burst. I know he's done real quick. You know, Adrian Peterson's going to be the starter. Those are the first and second down backs. Chris Thompson is our third down guy coming yep. in here. Said he wouldn't be healthy 100% until November, even though he's going to be playing yep. starting in a week and a half. He needs a backup, and Capri Bibbs fills that role. Yes. Yeah. Capri Bibbs, listening to his story this week and reading about him growing up in the south side oh. of Chicago with his aunts and uncles in a three-bedroom house. 23 kids sleeping in two rooms and a floor. He said it was like sardines. If you got up to go to sleep in the middle of the night to go take a leak, you came back, your spot was gone. So you slept on the floor that had dirt. This is a crazy story about a kid that came up from that situation only to succeed. And we need Chris Thompson to have a third down backup guy. Yes. We need that. I think it makes perfect sense. And I think it comes down to P. Ryan versus Rob Kelly. I do. And uh, Byron That's Marshall is on the pop list. And, man, everyone was talking about how great he looked and his yeah. athleticism. I think we have to wait and see on that. I think he was beginning to be coveted by a couple other offensive coordinators in the league. You got Marshall? Something? Yeah, any uh, love from, from the folks on Facebook with uh, regard to this question, running back-wise? Uh, there's a lot of love for AP, obviously. AD. I mean, it's funny because – what, AD, sorry. We oh, have he, some, said, he said it was fine. We have folks – I mean, we sat here two weeks ago saying either he's going to get 1,000 yards or he's getting cut. And I don't know. I, I watched that whole game. I don't usually watch preseason games. By the it's way, been, that, it's been a minute. That pass was on point. But that – fourth and short where he took that long mm -hmm. carry that was like legitimately exciting football it was uh, we haven't had that out of the backfield in a long time it was just a feel he he, he just felt it was an, an understanding we haven't had at that position in short yardage in freaking yeah. forever man last year they were bad but i agree with you i think bibbs 
if they go four, they'll have a like a bruiser and a scat back. And the only guy who could back up Chris Thompson is Bibbs. Is Bibbs. And Marshall, I mean, two years ago we were talking about him as a um, Mason Brennan guy. Or Trent Williams, but I'm not ready to hand the ball off to him just quite yet. Mm, true. Mm, mm. Um, hey, hold on. Deron Payne has been yeah. lining up at fullback. I, you took the words Come out of my on, mouth. Come on, dog. Uh, I, you know the what? Dancing Bear in the red zone from the national championship the of last bear. year. I mean, we, we spent a lot of time on draft Tippy night. Toes I was pain. just when thinking you, the other day how big, little we've covered but it. But that athletic, wow, you've got to find ways. You, I agree. It, it, like back in the day with Refrigerator Perry. I know. Yeah. If you get into a small gimmick. been a big son of a bitch, but it, that guy was athletic It ain't a hell. gimmick. By the way, no, I do think that in today's NFL, for, you're seeing it a lot, but you're seeing it with uber awesome athletes who deserve the the, the package sure. jobs they get uh, on offense from the defensive side of the ball. I, we haven't had that guy, and now we do. And so, have we seen it? No. Are they signaling it? No. Um, but if you see Payne come out on offense, something awesome is about to happen because he somebody's he's, either going to be in pain, <sighs> yes, physically, or somebody's getting or, pregnant. Or, he's almost or, never <laughs> one of the best eleven guys you can send out. Or they're almost be in pain never in the way in, in the film room after he goes to chip him and then he slips out. Like a nimble, you I, know, I, wide receiver. Nimble. I, so nimble. And, 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 and catches it with his hands. And oh, puts oh. His he's, up. He's, he's so much fun. It's uh, so unfair. The pain of guys is still real, but don't forget our, the best, the biggest toy we unwrapped on Christmas morning uh, is right in the middle of the entire game for us. And he's looking all of it, and it's going to be fun to watch. Um, and I, you know... So defense is not a big deal. You know in my league it's a big deal. When I play fantasy football, defense is a big deal. It's an afterthought in most fantasy leagues. Um, you need, we're you still need, talking like, about fantasy? Well, in terms – I'm trying to couch everything in fantasy because I'm talking it. about the Redskins' defense underperforming or outperforming expectations. I really line up like Vegas expectations in fantasy. I think it's all the same. It's all gambling. It's all betting. Yeah. Um, and so – and, and you, can, you can bet on these things. And, and, and it's – now it's a big deal. I and mean, Hogshaven is uh, we're going to be starting to do some gambling covering, covering uh, some odds. I mean, it's 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 the thing now. Um, and the Redskins defense as a uh, going into the season, I think the the casual observer, certainly the casual gambler, probably doesn't think too much of the Redskins defense. Um, and I think if you're paying attention, <laughs> you're seeing um, for the first time a real young and athletic core at the, at the line of scrimmage, which we've never seen before. And what I, my question for you, um, Kevin, I asked him running backs. I want to ask you about linebackers. Well, I'm going to say this. If you got a question with the Redskins defense, get your notebook out and do yep. your homework. I know. Because the uh, athleticism, the speed, the size, the power, I know it's unproven, so fair enough. And That's as, the problem. And, you know, you, That's I the problem. get that. But in this, in this new NFL, year in, year out, there's no three-year rebuilds anymore. Nope. This is a, defense this is, looked this is bad reloaded. last week. Hey, uh, preseason once again. Uh, the, I've always said this. He's, he's you ain't scheming it. on nobody on defense. That's you're coming true. out there and you're playing a vanilla base. Yeah. You're going to watch people play a position. You saw Josh Norman get picked on a little bit with no underneath. They did it on offense, I'm too. Just, I, I just don't. I don't. Perfect. Listen, the, the beautiful thing was watching Adrian Peterson look like the athlete yep. that Adrian Peterson is. Aside from that, and got guys I, out healthy. I tuned out. And, 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 and got guys out healthy. Most importantly, Adrian Peterson and everyone else was healthy at the end of that game. Yeah. Such yes. a, like, I had the best feeling yeah. in the world. Um, and I'm not sure if you guys were paying attention uh, about five minutes ago when I said, hey, by the way, the Washington Nats are going to bring this game back with Harper Rendon and, and uh, Soto. That's what they've done. Rendon just hit a two-run homer. And I know you're paying attention because there's so many Nats fans nice. out there. We don't give up Woo. on our team. I'm going to bring you back to something else you said bring about a minute ago. And you asked me about the linebackers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to talk linebackers. And here's my question to you about linebackers. Um, I'm not cutting Sean Dion Hamilton. I'm not doing it. And this isn't even a Pete Robertson decision. Not even a Pete Robertson decision. Uh, if we go nine offensive linemen, which I'm willing to do, and go, we could. We, we could, have to. We could go 10 linebackers. And if, at 10 linebackers, Hamilton's in the mix. Um, but talk to me about where you are, where your, where your line is, because we, we are deep there and we're talented there. Look, I'm fully convinced that. We obviously have Ryan Kerrigan, Mr. Redskin, Preston Smith in a contract year. Super stud, ridiculous, going to have a nuts year. Ryan Anderson, I firmly believe in, has Anderson, got himself into yep. shape ready. Little got a little wiggle in those hips Mason, this year. Ready to, to, to set the edge. Brown. And hold on, uh, Pernell McPhee also Pernell out McPhee. there. 
So I got those are my four outside Former guys Raven. that I'm set on. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm firm with that. Okay. Uh, I think that that's a solid bet. Uh, on the inside, we know damn well that Zach Brown and Mason Foster are manning yeah. up the situation. Uh, you know, Joshua Harvey Clemens, who's not getting cut, nope. is trying to find a spot for him in this inside backup role that's also dime linebacker that can tackle the draw. He's not going defend. anywhere. No, he's, he, he, and he looked, he looked so much better and more mature. He looked, at, he looked like a different cat than last year. People but when need you to sit realize. There, it's going to be really difficult at this point with Sean Dion Hamilton, Martrell Spate, and Zach Vigil. So you cannot cut Martel Spate. That is the battle. You don't if you if I am gonna sit here and be the be the person in this basement who screams from the mountaintops that the preseason is awesome and then there's greatness there and there's value there and I have to be the defender of the preseason, you do not have a preseason and watch a guy like Martrell Spate do what he's done in preseason and cut him. He has earned his spot on this team. Ten times over. Yeah, yeah, he earned his spot on this team, I think, in the second half of last year. Yeah, I uh, don't he was one of the highest ranked run yeah. uh, stuffing linebackers in, the, in PFF, whatever the heck it is. His percentage of stuffing the run. Now, his issue is in the passing game where a Sean Dion Hamilton is a great cover inside backer, whereas Zach Vigil is right in between. It's the craziest spot. I love Zach Vigil. One too. of these guys that goes. And Zach Vigil was awesome at the end of last I year. I think, I think after Zach Brown went out, uh, Zach Vigil led the team in tackles and led the NFL in a week or two. Yep. I think he had a 14-tackle game. I mean, he, he was lights out. Jay Gruden took the time to talk about him post-game week 16 and yep. what, how he performed just from the sidelines. Said, I can't wait to go watch tape. And then on Monday confirmed what he said on Sunday. Said, I was right about this Zach Vigil guy. So this is going to be super hard, but here's the deal. If this comes down to uh, a 10-linebacker situation, that means that all our linebackers are playing specials, aside from Zach Brown yeah. and uh, Kerrigan and Preston Smith. All seven of the other guys will be yeah. on specials, which is a huge deal for us. We haven't had talent like that on our specials in forever. It's so, going to be fun. And that's why you got to keep I'm Harvey, I'm going to say the odd, the odd man out in that whole situation for me, unfortunately, would be Zach Vigil. Yep. I'm going to tell you, Sean Dion Hamilton is at 90%, maybe 85 coming back off knee surgery and Multiple injuries over the last two years. If we From what I understand, we need little, him on. he needs to season a little bit. Yeah, he does. And get healthy while he's getting the seasoning. And why wouldn't we have the 4.0 valedictorian captain of the 2016 Alabama defense, the baddest-ass defense in the nation? We, want, we might want to keep that guy around a little bit. Who is an inside backer who can He'd be cover like a, a manager trainee. He can cover a tight end. We haven't had one of those guys no. in so long. He's it's good. an apprenticeship. Yeah, just, you know, uh, just, absolutely. he just I, I he think needs to be on our team. What you were saying, I Agreed. think the, prob- the, the, the weak link in Spate and Vigil is that they're, they're, they're lacking some technician there, some technical skills that don't allow them to be that starter. They're warriors, and they can come in, and they can play their asses off for you. But if you and have hit. a guy like Deion Hamilton, who is not only a great athlete and can bring it as well, but he's got that smarts. He's got that leadership ability. He's got the, the, the technical part of the game down. And if you have depth like that, it's now good. you're talking about a Super and Bowl Has he played behind those two D tackles before for a couple yeah, games? Yeah, he might have. Yeah, for that, a few that games. might be a little bit of a synergy there. Uh, the mountain in front of the yeah. river uh, with the Sean Dion back to catch them all up as they come downstream. Yep. Uh, I, I like the idea of that. I like the thought of that. I like the camaraderie. I like the teammates. Uh, I, I like the whole thing. Mostly, I like his athleticism and his ability to cover. Got to put a little more pounds on him, and he's yep. got to get fully healthy. But that's not a guy that you put on the open market. I can't imagine we would do something like that mm-hmm. after we took the flyer we did on him. Done with, I was going to call it close on fantasy. Any last thoughts from uh, our, our crew? Please, please close on fantasy. I don't want to leave anyone out because this is this is, this is is the height of fantasy. I'm geeking out everywhere but right on this show because I know these guys don't don't like it uh, as much as I do. I know they secretly love it. Uh, it's No, it's all right. It's just uh, no one wants to hear about your like someone's fantasy team. No. I've no, no, no. That's why we, we have, I've had to listen yeah. to everyone's fantasy roster. Guess who I drafted in the third yeah, round. I'd rather stab myself underneath the cuticles with a, with a steak knife Understood. than listen to someone else's telling me, describing their fantasy. Who should I start the PPR? Uh, yeah, guess who yeah. I had? Yeah. Oh, I had Bubba. Like, shut all up. All right. Shut. Hey. No, that's we, all. We, it has nothing to do with your right. conversation. I know. It's just an overall um, To faithfully fantasy. steer away from it, I will say that agreement is usually pretty boring on a podcast. Yeah. But there seems to be general consensus on the running backs, the four running backs, and no one wants to talk about fantasy. So Awesome. Let's go to the pivotal game of the season. Golf clap. Every year at Hogshaven, we identify the pivotal game or stretch of games in the season, um, and uh, it comes with very little fanfare. Um, except for people, uh, really, people, people are give me a hard time about it when I'm wrong. Obviously, 
So we've actually, the last two years, been pretty on it. Um, I've identified him two years ago as a back-to-backer in the NFC um, with uh, New Orleans and Carolina. Uh, we had a game against Baltimore that we won because they fumbled just before the goal line. You may remember that game. Um, and I think that in, for the most part, you can look at his schedule and you can understand um, – Ahead of time, right, listen, we, we have to do it here. If we don't do it here, it's not happening. I made the argument this year, for the first time, I made the argument that Jay Gruden, um, as a head coach who's been 0-4 in season openers with the Washington Redskins, um, I don't think that the Washington Redskins are a team that can generate inspiration and uh, confidence midseason. I think it has to start at the beginning. I think that the table that has to turn um, is the momentum um, out of the gates. Um, fantasy or not, the idea that the good times aren't <laughs> he rolling. He better do something different because he's owned foreign openers. Uh, uh, when the good times aren't rolling, um, as they have not been, uh, something has to change the tide. You know, something has to turn that. Something has to start making it roll. Um, and that's why, for me, the pivotal moment, pivotal game of the 2018 season, for me this year, is the opener. On the road, in Arizona. Two, do or die on day one. Two, well, pivotal, pivotal, absolutely pivotal. And, yes, I, 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 this season I will say that. And, I, I, you know what, I, I will be the – I said even commented that it's somewhat lazy to always – to call the next game you play the most important game. I think the Redskins one have to establish time. something. One game at a time. I think they have to get it, get it going one this week, year. One week at a time. That, I understand that, T. True, but the conversation is pivotal. Yeah, you have uh, to so, pick. So you have to pick one. And I'm I, I'm going early this year um, because uh, I think that if you don't, he does. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I think that I think this Washington Redskins team thinks it's pretty good. Um, I think they they look around and they see guys who can get it done. Um, and year in and year out in this regime, they've showed up with that feeling, and it has been not even close to being validated. Um, it's a pretty tough, tough opponents. Uh, I know we played the Steelers, I think twice. Um, we had a couple bad, we had a terrible call last year go against us, whatever. Um, it just, it's a Miami and, and Dominican Sue <sighs> year one. That yeah. was just a brutal, brutal game. Jarvis Landry took a punt to the house. Jarvis Landry took it to the house. Yeah. It ended up being the difference in the game. Yeah. Uh, I was at that game and I, and, and th- that's the feeling that begins everything. And as a team, as a city, right. And as a fan base, we can't start there. I was so ready, fundamentally, personally, figuratively, to just give you the business for this right. opener, blah, blah, blah. And I took a look around, Ken, and I, I kind of, I'm not going to lie, I got with it. I got with it after reading the six-pack because, yes, you have to fly across country. Yes, Vegas has this as a pick coming in. Uh, yes, we were playing eight of our 16 games against a quarterback who started a Super Bowl. That was not the case last year. Wow. Six of our 16 games this year, the quarterback as of today on the other team has won a Super Bowl MVP. Six of our 16 games, the other team signal caller has won a Super Bowl MVP. So I'm thinking we might want to cash in some of these checks early. And when you got a team with a guy named Sam Bradford starting a quarterback who all this crap that Alex Smith has gotten and Jay Gruden has gotten for lack of playing time this preseason, has thrown fewer passes than Alex Smith this preseason, coming off in the injury, playing on a new team. This yep. Arizona football team has played three preseason games. They're 3-0. and They have yet to face a starting quarterback. Nope. Philip Rivers sat out. Drew Brees sat out. Dak Prescott sat out. They have a whole new defense. They're switching from, first of all, a whole new staff. Steve Wilkes is in there. A new offensive A very good coach. Agreed. Mike McCoy is the new offensive coordinator. Everything is switched up. Their new defensive coordinator, Al Holcomb, is taking this team from a 3-4 to a 4-3. If we can't fly over to Arizona. And they moved an edge to the middle. Uh, and, 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 and by the way, Al Holcomb lost Honey Badger, just in case anyone was curious about Patrick Peterson playing in his own defense and taking a Dallas quarterback to the house. Listen, that's a bill of false goods. We beat this team in week 15 last year. This is an 8-8 eight eight team with a whole new staff. This is a whole they – haven't, they haven't done anything to do anything. They have David Johnson coming back, fair enough. Uh, you know, Larry you Fitzgerald, got, you know, Larry Fitzgerald is a stud. You know, Christian Kirk's made some noise in the preseason against nobodies. Your starting center is lost for the year. You got a rookie from Michigan, Mason Cole, coming in there. I, I, I don't understand why we cannot think this is a not only a must win, but a but a W in our back pocket. If we're thinking about this team the way I think we're thinking about this team, 
versus Sam Bradford and his gigantic jersey that you love talking no, about. No, sleeves. Sorry. Sleeves. He loves yeah. to have his sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I call them sleeves. Yeah. Look, listen, I love you guys' passion. I really do. But this isn't college football. If it was college football, I'd it say that. I don't is. give a shit. 16 every weeks single is not game, a lot. Every single no. game counts in college football. You can't lose from a three, four to a four, if you want to win the staff. Super Bowl, okay? Pivotal game to me is the game where you start to gain that momentum. You absolutely need. Are you going to do Newt Rockney? Is this no. a Newt Rockney? No, 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 it's not Newt Rockney. I think, I think it's going to happen because in those first three games, you're going to take a lump, maybe two. This is NFL football. Okay? Our first two games should be wins. Three, please. Should we, be, we take the, should be. The, we, it's NFL, though. Experts okay? in so that in your first three Specific games, to the you're going to get a lump, That's what I'm maybe two. I think it's only going to be one, but maybe it's two. I think it's the fourth game of the season against the Saints decades. on the road, prime time, where they need to have that pivotal moment and get that momentum to head downhill. Would everybody love momentum from game one to, to, to game 16? We weren't yes. supposed to pick a game. So we I were don't supposed to yell at Ken about his pick. I don't think momentum exists from game one to game 16 no, no, in the Ken. NFL. No, That's no. why I'm picking game four against the Saints, prime time. A situation where in the past, and certainly in the recent past, Hold on. prime time Aren't games. Aren't you week by week? Win one by one. I was kidding. So now we're just now we're in the week. No, but we weren't supposed to pick a game. We're supposed to yell at Ken about whether his pivotal. He did his six pack pivotal. It's not pivotal. It's not. Game one is not pivotal. Game one's pivotal. Mine is four. If we lose to the Cardinals, we're in big trouble. That's what I'm saying. No. Game one is not big trouble. That team has got nothing going for them with a whole reason. We cannot handle losing week one. This is not not hanging on game one. No, 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 no. Pivotal doesn't mean season hangs on it. Pivotal means if we take this team, which I think. What does pivotal mean then? Whatever you want it to mean. I think the season hangs on week one. It's like one. art. I do. I have it no problem. Hangs on week no one. Problem. Yes. I have no problem saying. Not game one. Listen, they could lose it, game one and still make the playoffs. I understand why I'm wrong. Sure. But I'm making that sure. argument, and no, I believe of course. it. Of course. Fair enough. Because you're an idiot. Because I'm an idiot. Good I'm lord. Just, I think if we yeah, are I, have any chance don't whatsoever, ask the question, you don't want the answer. We See, cannot afford to lose to Arizona new Cardinals. Staff, a new O coordinator, a new D coordinator, a new defense. Lost their best defensive player. Like, what? What about this? Doesn't say that we in year five of our program putting this shit together the way we have. Yes, exactly. Go out there and just whip someone's ass. I would not like to call that a pivotal game. I would like to call that a game you're supposed to win. Let me ask you this: Well, if it's a benchmark and we lose, then everyone better be be prepared for what's coming this season. Let me just proffer this one question: Shit happens in the NFL. Let's say you have the national, uh, like all the subway uh, franchisees get together in one place in the middle of the country. And one guy has been running a franchise for like ten years, and one guy just started running a franchise. Which 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 guy are you ordering a sandwich from? Let's be honest. Which guy are you ordering a sandwich from? You don't give it. You don't. <laughs> don't want, ask who's what. Not enough facts. <laughs> who's handsome or not, does not, not count. enough facts for me to go on. Right. This our our, our our guys have been making subs for five years. This guy just got on the job. Sam Bradford's he's he's been making subs for anyone who'll pay him to make a Tell sandwich. Tell that to Steve. Oh Bichotti. yeah. Oh yeah. Sam Bradford, your favorite quarterback, is starting. He has played less than Alex Smith in the preseason. He's coming off an injury. Wait, he's got big, huge sleeves. Hey, ask James. And a terrible haircut. Ask James. He's the sandwich guy. Haircut. I forgot James is the sandwich guy. James he's is not on tonight. Yeah. He's gonna. He's, he misses his shout out because he he asks yeah. the greatest sandwich questions ever on this show. He was mad that we didn't ask Kevin Hogan the sandwich question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well. that's fair. Listen, L- let me say this real quick before we, we get off the Arizona one. Cardinals. Real quick, yep. Terry Allen is in the, is their fellowship coach. Uh, Ray Brown is their O line coach. Byron Leftwich is their QB coach. Kirby Wilson, our running backs coach, is their coach. Bill Bidwell, right up the street, Georgetown Prep. There's a lot of D.C. stuff going on here. I, I will say this. That's I do great. think that Byron Leftwich may or may not choke out Josh Rosen in the, in the first four years of this contract. At some point, there will be a physical there altercation. There will be an altercation. You heard it here first. <laughs> also, I just okay. want to say one thing about my man Ray Brown. I loved him when he was a skin. I loved him when he was a skin. He started in an NFL playoff game, the oldest man to ever 42, start. 42, right? 43, 43, a month before his 44th birthday. Okay. Wow. In 2005 against the Seahawks. His son's That's a man's league. man. That's a bad dude. They were kind of like, hey, his buddy. son's in the league, right? Can you give us a game today? Is he? He's like, I think, uh, well, no, I think that's Orlando Brown's son. Oh, is that Orlando? Yeah, it yeah. is Orlando yeah. Brown's son from uh, Oklahoma. Zeus. Yeah. Zeus Jr. Can I can I tee you guys yeah. up for something? Please. That I'm surprised we haven't talked about yet. It relates to a preseason game, which I know we're in preseason, but what do you got? We got to talk about how great Hogan looked in the fourth quarter of that preseason game. All right, so he came ready to play. Fair enough. I think he might have earned himself a spot with the way that he played. Okay, so don't get crazy. Uh, <laughs> I, I w- nothing would please us more than seeing the Redskins keep three quarterbacks. I'll tell you what. 
I don't. I think he earned the right to be a professional football player this season somewhere. Absolutely. I just Absolutely. don't know if the Redskins are keeping three. Football player. How about this? Watching him play football in that stadium. Oh, uh, I mean, exactly. Uh, it, for me, level, that was at the it. level he played at. Because I want more for him. He had, he had a couple tough weeks, and yeah. uh, I didn't think it was as bad as he got panned or, or or as good as he got credit for in the last drive. He came out and he was crisp. He was legit. He was absolutely professional, and he got to do that. That was a dream for him. Well, yeah, I was going to say, awesome. you know, people can criticize him all they want, but there is not a person watching, a person talking, or a person within our vicinity that doesn't wish they were him. Oh, yeah. For just oh, a moment. I've had dreams about it. And none of us have an opportunity. Like last week. At all. So, for that, how about a 260 he is a professional football player. I think I he will be yeah. in this league. Whether it's with the Redskins or not, I don't know. No, nah, uh, he gave I himself. was all in the tank for him hey, the day we signed him because he showed he my boy. Out, Brian His Stabby, dad was my boy. I thought it was a great move. I thought it was something they were seeing down the line. But yeah, the writing really was on the wall when they extended Colt McCoy. Yeah. Whether whether or not he, he – you know what? The best case scenario right now is that he, he doesn't get picked up somewhere yeah. he goes on our practice squad. Absolutely. I think that's the best case scenario I right now. I think that will happen, too. Absolutely love for that to happen. I think somebody might – Grab him and put him on their press. Hey, I'd love to watch him go into Baltimore and just rip we'll just it up. See, Let's know? just watch him rip He's going to play up. a lot. He's going to play a lot. And uh, just give me one second here because Connor Jessup, uh, Ashburn, Virginia, high school yeah, football player, uh, went to Shepherd High School. He's got about seven guys on camps. My brother-in-law, Tim Reddy, in the Hall of Fame there, is there every week at games. Uh, has talked to me about the athleticism of this kid, a Virginia Tech signee, transferred out to go to Shepherd. Uh, Fourth in the Harlan Hill Award, Division II Heisman Trophy. This guy is absolutely legit, and he played his ball in the backyard. And Jonathan Allen was a rival over there at Stonebridge, and this guy was at uh, Broad Run right there. Uh, this guy is going to be another guy with a Hogan situation. After Hogan is done ripping it up in Baltimore, they're going to let Connor Jessup, I think, take the second half of the third There's a reason quarter. why he yep. got signed. I mean, yeah. McCoy's not healthy. healthy. He's a dynamic athlete. He's fine. And Teams I'm, know I'm about nervous. these guys. And, and, and they do. And you can play anywhere these and this days. this is what I do but think is kind of cool. program has been gigantic. Absolutely. And this kid's backyard Absolutely. is. Absolutely. He, he played high school football program. in Ashburn. I mean, yeah. come on, man. This is stuff. Reminds hey, look. Our guy. two quarterbacks against the Ravens are going to be two guys that played their high school ball in D.C. and in Ashburn. Mm -hmm. and, and around the same time, all met type guys. Hey, that's going to be the thing that gets me to watch this. This is what I kind of love about the, the, the preseason today. I agree with that portion. Is that. You get to see these guys living out a dream, an opportunity. Maybe there's, uh, you know, uh, uh, who's the guy in Philly? Remember uh, the movie was named that? Vince. Invincible. His favorite. He, Vince. He it's not my favorite. Every Halloween. I know it. Every Halloween, you're catching down and out in the street in an Eagles shirt. I will play some street ball. What do you got? There, there, there's somebody. There's somebody that's yeah, going to. There's somebody that, that that could possibly be Vince. that guy. Vince Pascal or whatever it is. Pascal. But, uh, but that's what's great. If you're a football lover, you love to watch these guys play their ass off for that one opportunity, that one play that may get somebody to turn their head and say, there's that kid I talked about. Remember him? We need to probably get him. That's what's so fun about game four, in my opinion. I think it's going to go away eventually, but it's fun to watch now. Yeah. Let's get out uh, on the evening with our – it's uh, Papal, Dude. not Pascal. Papal, Papal, Papal. Papale, Papale. Um, even though we from all Philly? we all Wait, from Philly, yeah, we all uh, feel the same way about you. Guys feel the same way Philly about Pascal, Papal, um, whatever. Three round draft. So this week we thought uh, we would get out on a three round draft for all time Redskins defensive players, um, and we in decided in a pre show straw, you know, pulling. T would be first. I would be. Uh, uh, Kevin will be second and I'll be third. But what T does not know, T's on the clock, is that we have to throw a couple guys out. Oh. We have to. We have to, T. We have to. I agree. Because ah. Daryl Green and Dexter Manley are... are, are, are Those are the two you're throwing out? Hold on. Okay. Sean Taylor? Ah. I was going to let Sean... Dexter Manley out. needs the hang. Sean Taylor... And Daryl Green or one two. Uh, hey, let me. Let, I hey, think Sean Taylor listen, deserves right, to be the number one real overall. Real quick, real quick, okay. because there's someone else I want to throw out because yep. we'll just be straight homers. Yep. A ten-year starter and inside linebacker, Tank McClinton. So let's ask. Let's ask the McClinton brothers. I have brothers. him on my hey. list. He was gonna Kev, be my Darren, pick. Darren, Kev. Damn. Top two thrown out: Daryl Green, Sean Taylor. 
Well, and Dexter. And Dexter. And Dexter. We throw them out before we draft? Got to All three? Got to get the obvious guys off the All top. Right. We got to get All the right. obvious guys off the top. All right. We've heard it. We've heard it. And we are calling All this. All three are going. We're, uh, Sean Taylor, Daryl Green, Dexter Manley. And we're naming the draft itself. I didn't think Dexter needed to be thrown out, to be honest. The no. Tank McClinton defensive player. That's who's been three-star thrown out. I mean, out. you started yes. this damn show off with fantasy. Do you take guys out of the fantasy draft because they're too good? Get them out. You suck. What? Get <laughs> All right, you, you don't draft right, fantasy uh, players. All right, now let's, let's go. Get, let's get to let's Jackson. Go. Let's go quickly. Who do you got? Hold on. Daryl right. Green, Dexter Manley, and Sean Taylor are out. That's right. And Tank McClinton technically is the sponsor of the draft. Tank McClinton is out. We, 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 we did the shout-out, we know, beloved in this basement. All right. What do you got, T? All right. Well, then on my list that I put together, my number one guy now is Daryl Grant. Ten oh. years as a skin, one, two Super Friend Bowls. of the show. That's right. Been Has on the show. 82 and NFC on the show, yeah. uh, champ uh, and the game versus Dallas, which we love to talk about all the time. Uh, the, the 82 NFC championship game when he had the, the, the interception and high-stepped it into the, uh, into the end zone to make – RFK literally almost I was apart. there and I was shaking like a leaf. That is my number one all-time defensive player in my lifetime. Man, I thought you were going to go more old school, but I do love the pick. I, I, I am on the clock. Yep. Probably old Man, school I, to a I, lot I, of I our just, listeners. I don't want anyone to steal anybody from me, but I'm just going to go from a time, uh, a, a passionate time as a Redskins fan when we were not great and this guy was the best player on the team. I'm telling you, London Fletcher for four years yeah, had better numbers list. than Ray Lewis for that specific four years that they were both in Baltimore and D.C. And I am going with my guy, a D3 All-American my exact year playing Division Three oh, yeah? football, Mr. London Fletcher. Here's the thing about him that I thought was amazing. Never missed a game in his career. How about this? He also 250 a... games, and he finished with 215 starts as tied yep. for sixth all it's amazing. time. And he got a, scholar, a college basketball scholarship to go with your brother, Pooh, played at St. Francis, Francis right. Loretto. That's and right. in the OAC conference, he was a 110-meter hurdle champion in Division III. This guy was a freak specimen of an athlete. You guys are leaving. You're still leaving some really great uh, options for me. You uh, And I'm going um, to – I get the snake. Uh, I, I, I once made the mistake of not giving this guy his due on Hogshaven specifically, and I will not make that mistake again. Uh, my first round draft pick is going to be Ken Houston, um, an mm-hmm. all-time great safety. Uh, did not start his career here, but ended it here with seven straight Pro Bowls for the, yes, for the Washington did. Redskins. An amazing, amazing uh, player and talent, and also a, a head of the, of the defense. And 73 to 80, yeah. Redskins fans um, need to stand up and, and uh, salute this man because um, he was without a doubt he was one of the all-time greats. For us, two-time first-team All-Pro. Yeah, not yeah. many of those guys. Um, good many. choice, good and, choice. And not and not a and not a soft soft period of the league either. Um, and I'm too, going and I'm gonna I'm gonna shock and all. I hope with uh, my my snake pick. Um, and he's a guy. Uh, I'll preface with by saying when I played football in my teens and twenties on on the uh, American University fields, we used to play pickup ball on Saturday and Sunday mornings. When I put Champ Bailey's jersey on, I felt like I could cover anybody. Um, when we drafted him. Um, I was super excited. Uh, they said he did everything uh, on, on game day except playing the band at halftime. Um, he was all of it right away, um, and he was fun to watch. Again, a great player on a team that didn't, you know didn't what? overachieve. I got to boo that. Okay, I appreciate uh, that. I'm right there. Boo. I'm a Champ Bailey. I'm going Champ Bailey. He was Bailey. only a Redskin for five years. He's actually known better as a Bronco. Sure, but he was great as a Redskin. Nah. He was a, he was a great, nah. great player as a Washington Redskin. He was nah. a great player as a Denver Bronco. You're up. No, I'm not. No, you're up. I'm up. Uh, I, I knew you were going to take him. I'm, I'm, I'm iffy on the pick. I'm not going to boo you, but uh, <laughs> but I'm also going to take I'm a guy who. You. I, I think I, I do think that this gentleman will be uh, is known as a as a Redskin. After all is said and done, the first free agent in the history of whenever. And I'm going to tell you this: I played quarterback on an option offense in high school, and not that I was watching, not watching Jamel Holloway and Tony Rice fake pitch and then take it to the house and then pitch 30 yards downfield. But when Wilbur Marshall picked off the pass in the middle of the yeah. field as a linebacker and fake yeah. pitched That's as a, a defensive pick, player Ken. and then took it. I thought I could get him the next round. I've never ever seen this backyard situation. That's when I went right into the backyard and I got everyone with this. Like everyone got the, caught the Wilbur Marshall. It wasn't Tony Rice or Jamal Holloway wearing a Duke hat. First free agent. It wasn't. It was first Wilbur defensive Marshall. Defensive player of the year, 1992. The two first. First team all pro for us, Super Bowl winner for us. 
Dan Wilbur Marshall was brought some first juice player that to took this franchise. a pay cut to play in the postseason. First player to take a pay cut. Think about that. One of the if you're old enough uh, to remember those great years with the Redskins, think about that. These guys um, were playing for a bonus. There was more to the hatred uh, of your, those divisional opponents in those days because they were taking food off each other's table by not making it to the playoffs. When Doc Walker used to talk to us about that, he'd be like, "Dude, we we that was our bonus. Making the playoffs was our bonus." Wilbur Marshall, first guy who took a pay cut to play in the postseason. He was my next pick. What do you got? So I cannot believe you guys haven't picked this guy yet, especially when the the, the parameters were best defensive player in our time, which immediately not our time, all time. Took me no, I it, I, our I, I read it in our, our lifetime. lifetime. Our lifetime. Sure. I read it in our lifetime, which immediately took me back to the nostalgic days of the '80s. I'm talking about my man Charles Mann. Eleven years as a skin, four-time Pro Bowl, two-time Super Bowl winner, one of the seventy greatest. And can you think? of a better tandem than Dexter Manley and Charles Mann when you're about 5 to 10, 15, you know, 15 years old and just living every week, you know, loving this team like you did, winning games like they did with those two at the helm. I loved watching defense. I'm an offensive guy, and when I think about history of Skins defense in my lifetime, it's yep. those two. Those are the first two that come. And I'm not arguing with you, but I'm saying all all these six guys we've taken so far are all Redskins top 70, so. Yeah, we're we're in the mix. I'm still down on Champ Is he snaking? He's snaking? He's snaking. I got Champ Bailey's top 70. Slithery snake. Champ Bailey's an all-time great. He's a Hall of Famer. Next on my list, another big ugly in the the trenches. Don't take my guy. Don't take my guy. Don't take my guy. Dave Butts. There you go. 14 years as a skin uh, for his career, three Super Bowl appearances, third in sacks in skins history, six, seven, 300 pounds. Back in the 80s, that was unheard of. I know. And the fact that this guy, and, and you know what? He didn't have all the rewards, the awards. He didn't have all the accolades. He was a damn football he had all the player butts. that he had played in the middle. And he was, I loved a, him. he was one of the biggest yeah, warriors. He was, our, he was one of the yeah. best trench guys yep, that was. made that entire defense yeah, was, what it was. What we keep talking about, Deron Payne, you know, and Jonathan Allen. Guys, what they're going to do for this team now, that's what Dave Butts did back in the day when you got absolutely no recognition. You weren't the number one pick of the draft. You didn't get millions of dollars. You just played the game because you loved it. And that is my pick. Well, I'm going to tell you this. You learn something about your friends when you go through a, a three-round draft like this. And T went straight D-line with Daryl Grant, Charles Mann, and Dave Butts. Uh, so far, I've gone London Fletcher, Wilbur Marshall. I'm going to stick on my linebacking core with my main man. Good God. The only guy that's played in three different decades for the Washington football Redskins. Three Super Bowl championships. Hall of Stars. Monty. Coleman. Yep. Monty nice. Coleman was present for every positive memory I have of the Burgundy and Gold in my youth. And he and he transcended age groups, he transcended generations. Monty, come join my linebacking squad with London and Wilbur because T's gone straight D-line. I've gone straight backers and with Ken Houston and Champ Bailey. Ken, you've been taking care of the secondary portion of this situation. So I uh, my so Dave Butts uh, would have been my next pick. Uh, Monty Coleman would have been my pick after Dave Butts. So you guys did awesome job there. I felt like for this and you liked Wilbur too. You were gonna take Wilbur. Oh, Wilbur was on my list. Yeah, yeah, Wil- he was right. high on my list. Uh, I, I love Wilbur Marshall. Um, and uh, but you know for this for the football movies, I really made out. You know, I stole Wildcats. I stole Little Giants from you. So you guys kind of got me back. Yeah, I was pissed. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know on the lifetime thing. I'm uh, I'm going. Ryan Kerrigan as our Mr. Irrelevant in this draft. Um, uh, he's he Plus is he's handsome. He is, he's a handsome that, guy. That's why you kind of you could be talking about the guy who's going to be the all-time Redskins that's leader Ken's in sacks. Criteria, not mine. Of, uh, he he he's he's creeping up on Charles Mann and then on Dexter Manley. I think this year he passes Charles, and I think next year he passes Dexter. Um, he's been uh, reliable. He, he played every, you know, he's he's filled all the boxes for a, for a Redskins great that you would root for when your team sucks, which are which we we know those guys. It's the Ken Harveys and the London Fletchers and and all these guys that we love, the Terry Allens, the, the people who played on teams that underperformed uh, to our expectations. Ryan Kerrigan has been that guy, but he's also played on good Redskins teams, and he he's on the cusp of being an all time great in our franchise. Uh, 
I, I think he deserves a, just a tiny more depth than, than we're willing to give him most days. No, I'm not going to argue with that. But, uh, you know, just having a, a guy on the team now. Yeah. That's yeah. all. That would be the only criteria that was kind of surprising. But, no, I can't argue with that. Uh, Mr. Redskins. Yeah. I, right I, now. I think he's, make, he's, gonna make, he's making, in the process of making an interesting case. Um, and, and it's in, an incomplete so far grade-wise. Um, but Redskins fans, I think... Um, this year especially should should wake up to the idea of him um, really really being you know I mean, he's a ring of honor guy I think already and I think that um, you know he's kind of climbing those number those number ranks then and, and I, I don't think everyone's giving him the, the, that kind of respect because he shows up and gets the job done yes he does week in week out and, and sure fights he, through injury he might yeah. take advantage of a of a weak tackle and, and get a three sack game or whatever and that might whatever but still he's still getting 10 a year and he's still showing up for 16 a year nah, a lot of people would love to have Ryan Kerrigan yep. on their squad absolutely all right so so uh we're gonna we'll post all these results over on first amendment yeah. we'll, we'll post all these results because we also have we have our line we have our um going into the season our, our scrimmage bet true two weeks ago real quick before we Shout out Pat Fisher, Chris Hanberger, who I thought he was going to take. I, I was, LeVar yeah. Arrington, Ken Wasn't Harvey, in my who I lifetime. thought you might have taken. Yep. Hanberger did play in our lifetime. We were born in 1975, September of 75. When did he stop? After September of 75. Yes, correct. He was a teammate of Tanks, Jake Scotts, uh, uh, Duran Talbert. I just can't recall yes. watching him. Billy play. Kilmer. And, no, uh, our lifetime. I'm just saying, shout out to Did you throw out a shout out to, out to Ken Harvey? Yes. You throw out a cut, shout out to Ken Harvey, to was, uh, yeah, Brig Owens. I know who they are. Well, Brig Owens was before us. LeVar Arrington, no, he actually overlapped. Okay. I just okay. gave a shout out to specifically all those people besides Mr. Brig Owens. Yeah, I never saw him play. Yeah. Local guy still hey, in both. All right, I just wanted to make sure we were uh, dotting our I's and crossing I our think we did, uh, I, think, I think we got it. Um, we will, we'll, Very we're similar. up for uh, suggestions if Champ, you want to give us something for our three-round draft. I'm going to stand by Champ all day. Um, I'm so proud of what he did in Denver, and I don't. I'll take I, Sean Springs over Champ. Hey, for those still commenting, day. Brian Stabby, I'm just gonna say we took Daryl Green, Dexter Manley, and Sean Taylor out oh, of the draft. Yeah, we, just so we everyone eliminated knows. them. So. so we do appreciate that, but we're not that dumb. Yeah, just, we, I just wanted to, I just wanted everyone <laughs> to know. We, we, right, we ain't no dummies. Right, we're gonna right. we're gonna at some point here in the near future be able to separate out these three round drafts and, and post them up on the site in their own uh, form. I think we and you know and uh, I'm sure. The world is going to come calling. Um, thank you so much to you, my friend, Kevin Ricca. Hey, thanks, man. It's always awesome doing this. It's even better when it's a week and a half out. It's the worst time and the best time. It's right around the corner, and I'm starting to get a little anxious. Tim Strachan? It's been an awesome Tuesday, guys. I appreciate everybody chiming in. Football is close. It's almost like you, you, can, it's almost like you smell it. I want to say. You smell football? I can smell football. I smell it. That could be Brian Stabby. It's coming. It's one of our last podcasts of the summer. We got to bust out the uh, that heat lamp once again pretty soon. Ooh. Pretty soon we'll be breaking Is next out. week still Both technically off-season off on, on the break? break. Off-season yes. on the break. For one more one week. Last more episode. week. Season finale. You never know what's going to happen on the season finale. The season finale of off-season on the break. It's going to be a cliffhanger. Don't even, I mean, I, you won't even be able to handle it. You won't believe which one of the four of us gets killed. <laughs> Actually, you know, you'll, spoiler alert, you'll totally believe it. On behalf of First Amendment Sports, I am Ken Marangolo. They are the McClinton brothers, and they are coming up live on First Amendment Sports on the hot box in a mere matter of minutes. Appreciate you guys for hanging out with us this evening. Until next Tuesday, this was The Audible. All right, take us out, Brian Stabby. Do you see how that game ended? I did see how it ended, the way it should be. He was he was off the base. Look, he left too early, and then they threw him out. Of course they did. Threw him out anyways? That's, that's the rules. Oh, they went back, and they challenged it? All right.